You're listening to episode 12 of the Mad Chatters podcast, December 17th, 2014. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. I am your host, Derek, and I'm here with my fellow host, Matthew. Howdy. And Jeremy. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I like that one. Very good. good. Uh, Speaking of Christmas films, Jeremy, I just thought of this. You'll be so proud, because today, not only did I watch Mickey's Christmas Carol for Ah, the first time. Okay. But I was flipping through the ABC 25 Days of Christmas, ABC Family 25 Days of Christmas, which is a complete joke. <laughs> but it's anyway, it's like Lon and Cinderella as well. It, yeah, yeah. And like the Pretty Little Liars Christmas special or, or whatever they do. And so I was flipping through. But in a couple days, Unlikely Angel is airing. Yes! That was on tonight on yes! Lifetime. And help you- us all, I set to record it. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> I may have a to Christmas watch... Miracle, a Christmas miracle! A Christmas miracle! It is absolutely like a miracle that <laughs> I am agreeing to watch a Dolly Parton film. Oh, you so. will not be disappointed. It is amazing. Oh, boy. Matt, are you going to watch it? Strong are you going to watch language. it? No, I saw the commercial tonight. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad ball, I didn't I saw see the commercial. through the then. clouds with Glenn Campbell or whoever the guy in heaven was. Spoilers. Who was that? Who was I that? Seen it yet? Campbell? I don't remember who it is. Roddy McDowell. No. Anyways, um, maybe I don't. Island's in the street. I'm just, I'm just going by uh, the information on the DVR. No, she plays, she plays somebody else. Oh, that's a woman. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? I don't know who that is. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Or is am I thinking Andy McDowell? Isn't that a woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy McDowell is the chick on Groundhog Day, right? Groundhog Day yeah, and Cover sure Girl commercials. In. Okay. Anyway, anyway, Greenville, South Carolina. Question about Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yes. Remind me who the I didn't realize it was like Disney characters from the Disney Vault. It's great. Who is the ghost of Christmas present? The big guy. What is he from? It's Willie. The from, giant from Mickey and the Beanstalk. Oh, it's just been so long since I've seen that, but he definitely looked familiar. But yeah, you're right. That's it. Okay. And he makes an appearance in the, he's in the park, if you remember, in um, the shop there behind the castle. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Up through the ceiling. Yeah, he's always huge. Yeah. yeah. At least he's still there. I mean, he may be a frozen character by now. I'm not sure. But Yeah, uh, that is pretty close to the, isn't that pretty close to where the Princess Fairy Tale Hall is? Yes. I don't know if they did Right next door. Yeah. yeah. I need to peek my head in there again and find out. But. Unlikely Angel, you need to give us an update next week. After I mean, you watch I'm it. not going to lie, it might be March before I get around to watching it, but it'll be on my DVR. Did you guys watch Small One? Uh, I have no, not, but I, I want to, Matt. I, I saved it. You sent us the YouTube link, and I get will watch Kleenex. it. Get your Kleenex. Get your Kleenex. Good. I'll watch Small One. Derek's going to watch Unlikely Angel, and we'll report back for next week. Okay, mine is a lot longer than Small One, just for the record, so. Yeah, but it flies by. I'm sure. No, it's it's so good. And there is two original Dolly Parton songs in it. Uh, Help us. You're not making your case. (laughs) And the end song, listen, uh, when I first watched it... There are two original other Dolly Parton things in there, too, that will be making (laughs) 
guest star appearances throughout the entire movie. Uh, those are not original Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but the first Later song edition. is really nice. And then the song at the very end of the film, I love. And it was not available anywhere except in the movie for the longest time. And finally, on her last CD that just came out, like mm-hmm. in March, I think it was, May, she finally put it out God as, uh, on the CD. So you can listen to it when you're Wait, done. she's not dead? <laughs> you take that back. I thought she was dead. I no, she, died, like, last she year. is. For she real? Is alive and well, and going to be kicking for many, many years. Uh, How old is she? Uh, Sixty. 70. I think she's in her late 60s, 67, 68. Well, God bless her. Yeah. But half her body's less than like you know, like eighteen. So <laughs> yeah. she's uh, well. She's going to go for a while. I hate to make the segue that way, but that does lead us into a big death that did occur this week. Uh, 40, what is it, 38 years ago? 48 years ago. 48. And that was Walt Disney's death. Yes. Uh, so we celebrate him, we thank him for the many gifts he has given us. Uh, but 41 years ago this week was the opening of Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think I know someone who likes that ride. Um, oh, yeah. we don't have to even think about it. <laughs> I mean, is, I like the ride. We all like the ride. Is it so. you, Matthew? Is it you? It may be. <laughs> it might be my favorite thing ever in the entire world. Yeah, yeah, so happy birthday, Pirates of the Caribbean, and thank you, Walt, for everything you've given us. Um, yeah, he died just, you know, three years before it opened at well, Walt Disney World, period, but then, um, not three years, um, five years, five years, six years, seven years, good grief, 66 71. to 73. 70, well, 73 Pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of, oh, but it was one of the last things he was working on for Disneyland. Hmm. I know he was kind of working on it, and he, and he passed. So, yeah. uh, very appropriate that they both are together like that. Yeah. Well, on today's show, we are going to be discussing Christmas at the parks. We're going to let Jeremy and D- Matthew. I'm Derek. <laughs> We're going to let Jeremy and Matthew <laughs> nice talk to meet about you. talking the... in third person. Now you make think <laughs> much of ourselves. Yeah. We're going to let them talk about their visits to the park last week, specifically the Christmas things they noticed and experienced. But before that, we're going to really get in the Christmas spirit by giving and receiving gifts. So for this first round, we're going to play All I Want for Christmas from Disney World is... And we're all going to finish that sentence. And we're going to think outside the box. I think. Maybe not. Maybe we're going to think inside the box. But Jeremy, you want to go first for us? What do you want from Disney World? Sure. Well, in this year, in preparation of a lot of big, exciting announcements that are coming up, uh, no doubt at Hollywood Studios and many... um, Avatar announcements that are bound to be coming in the next year. This year from Disney, one of the things I want is very simple and it's very easy. And I think it's on a list of a lot of fans. And that is, I want Disney to fix the Yeti mm. at Disney's Hollywood, <laughs> Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm really high on cough medicine right now. But I would like them to go in and fix the Yeti, uh, shut down the ride for three months, go in there, fix it up, and let him come back triumphant and powerful and make a big deal about the return of the Yeti. But the, the thing is you have to make sure he's not going to break down like two weeks later if you're going right. to do that. But I think it would be so amazing and the fan community would be very pumped about it. Now this is what I think and I want to know if you agree that 
they know that right now that that is the first thing on their list. But if they close that, it's it's really the only e-ticket attraction. I mean, one of the few e-ticket attractions. And so they're waiting for all this new stuff to open, and then they'll feel safe shutting it oh, down. No doubt. Okay. I, I do. Hope, I really think that that's what everyone hopes is going to happen. Yeah. That makes sense logically, but you can't always think logically with Disney sometimes. Right. But if that is their plan, you know they have to hate hearing that. Like, we are going to fix it. Would you just wait five minutes? Well, if they would have fixed it when it first Five years. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> going to be like 10 years to. by the time it's open. Yeah. Think about it. I, Avatar opens in 2017. Yep. Right? Yes. If yeah. they start fixing it then, and then 2018, let's say it's back, that's more than 10 years yeah. that it's been broken. That means the Yeti will be have been broken longer than he has been functioning. That's oh, already the case. Yeah, I was going to say, we're way past that. Yeah, that was right, the case right. two years after it opened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're way past oh, that. But, well, that's God a great goodness. gift. That would make a great Christmas for all of us. If that well, my yeah. part two is a little bit uh, less than that. And that is, I finally purchased the trash can salt and pepper shakers that we have talked about previously. Yeah. And I love them yeah, so much great. that I want more trash can salt and pepper shakers if you put out a trash can salt and pepper shaker for like the bathrooms in downtown disney i would buy it so more <laughs> trash can are salt you, and pepper shakers. are you actually going to um use them for that or are you going to collect them i'm going to collect them because i'm not a big salt and pepper person in my own home anyways yeah so what? i mean i don't really you put on have your food salt. well matt frozen tv dinners already have salt and pepper on that <laughs> oh i see yeah no, i cook a few things but I mean, I, I just keep them in their normal containers. You down there in Miami, though, you you use the Sazon. Yeah. You know sure. what that is? That's a shame that you live in Miami. Okay. No, they also, you know, like at the Publix, you just buy it in the little disposable, um, like what's at McDonald's? Yeah. And they, you just, or that's like what I purchased. cheap diners. Yeah, because they are $1.19 for a set of two, and they last me a long time. So yeah. well, there you go. All that to say, they're decorative. And they look wonderful, and they make me happy every time I see them. So more trash can salt and pepper shaker, please. I'm very simple. Fix the Yeti, trash can salt and pepper shakers. I'm a happy it, guy. I, I'm with you, and I like those. I, I wouldn't buy them because I would want to use them, and I don't. I, I wouldn't want them in my kitchen, but I do like them. But it's funny that things like that. I mean, we're talking about trash cans. Mm-hmm. Trash cans for Disney fans are collectors' items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's and Disney World for you. Even our trash cans are collectors' items. <laughs> well, they're, and the the cool thing is, you can tell they're not like just they're not like cheap plastic. They're ceramic, so they're really like no. I, hey, they, and um, and they're really like the quality is there. The painting, you know, it's not just slapped together cheap. It, it's very well I'm, done. I would say this till later, but since you're on the the topic of the trash cans, I, I also purchased something from the co-op store. Did you buy it from the co-op store? Yes. Um, yeah, I bought. One of the Adventureland um, tea glasses, the really thin bamboo-looking, the kind of yellowish one. Yeah. And the lady started talking to me about it. Yeah, we'll call her a lady. She was talking to me about it, and um, she was saying that everything in the store, the reason it's called co-op, and you know, my, this might have been common knowledge, but it was news to me. I just thought it was Disney making better merchandise. They're actually partnering with craftsmen and craftspeople that are making these things in the USA. Okay. So everything in there is made in the USA that Disney has co-opted with a different company to make them for them. So Hmm. it's kind of a trial thing. Disney's working with other people making the things. Interesting. um, 
I knew it was a trial thing, but that makes a lot of sense. Thank yeah, you, Cheryl, for that information. Made in USA, and uh, his name, her name was Rob. Oh. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Rob. Yeah. All right, Matt. very diversity. <laughs> yes. What do you want for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> I ha- I have two two things. One is something that I would like soon. So it's on my Christmas list for like, like okay, I'll take a rain check at this Christmas, but my next Christmas I would love it. And that is all I want for Christmas from Disney is a new Magic Kingdom fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Wishes is much beloved. And very special to me because I got engaged during Wishes. We love the soundtrack. We love the show. But it is just time for something else. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for something new. Take, for instance, Disneyland Paris, Disney Dreams, nighttime show that combines environmental projection like Celebrate the Magic, water screens as in Fantasmic, fireworks, lights, lasers, everything into one phenomenal show. Uh, does it have a spinning globe that opens up? Well, no. Mm. Lasers. Lasers. There you go. That's their inclusion. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So I I just, I think, you know, with Celebrate the Magic, I thought, well, they're going to be testing this for a couple years, and then they're going to incorporate it and make a show like that. But I don't know why we haven't gotten ours yet. (laughs) Maybe when the new hub opens, the new hub areas, maybe that'll be something they do. But I eagerly anticipate a new thing. Something else that I want that's a little longer of a project, like I wouldn't mind you just announcing this is more original attractions based on, like, original non-franchise properties. Mm -hmm. And that is certainly not what's happening now. And I'm not complaining by any means about Avatar, whatever world, and Star Wars Land and the Pixar expansion. But, you know, some of the most enduring attractions are, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. uh, Mm -hmm. Things that, you know... They just said, hey, this would be cool. Let's just do this and theme it this way. Even ex- I, Was Expedition Everest the last one? Expedition Everest. Yeah, it was. See, that's the last one, and that was 2006, seven. Six. yeah. And uh, I think that's almost universally loved, you know? Yeah. So. Well, it's even something like, look at the way like Mystic Manor out in Japan has really... Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good great example. Great example. On. People love that monkey that's in it and the characters, so I think it would yeah. go over in the U.S., a Duffy attraction might be coming up. Death. <laughs> Are you for real? No. Are you serious, Clark? I'm surprised he's <laughs> even still around, to be honest. But oh, he, he is. He's, he's in he's the Christmas parade and still doing meet and greets at Epcot. And mm-hmm. lots of merchandise still available. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I'll go. since you guys gave two, I guess I'll go ahead and give two as well. Yeah. One is a big one that's probably not going to happen, but it would be really handy, and that is connecting a monorail to all four of the parks. Yes. I mean, obviously you can't just wake up one day and do that, but trying to get from, say, Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom, unless you have your own car, which I understand is a great option, but if you don't have that option, I mean, you could be at that bus stop for a good hour it's just it's hit or miss you just never know so having a monorail even just one loop where it's like okay i know i have to stop at animal kingdom then hollywood studios before getting to epcot at least you know it's going to end up there you know and since we're going to be pie in the sky let's just go ahead and say let's add the monorail to all the resorts let's just (laughs) okay all that's a lot of monorail track (laughs) you know everything connects yeah all right all right um, and one, and another one is uh, just a very small thing, but I, I love um, like series of things as far as merchandise goes. 
Yeah. Uh, kind of like with the salt and pepper, pepper shaker. So I would love a set of mugs. Very classy looking. Uh, not uh, the kind of mugs that Jeremy might buy. Hey! <laughs> but what I, I want is... only classy <laughs> mugs. I don't buy the ultra tacky stuff. So uh, okay. I want a different mug for each land in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and they could be like kind of like the chalkboard type look, but each one a different color, like a brick red for Adventureland or something, and just like the one solid color, and then all the art be white, something simple like that, or maybe like yeah. an, a map of the land, but in yes. one in one color, and you know, I guess that's seven, six now without Toontown. Six. six you could make a seventh with Storybook Circus. That could be why a they didn't one. include that. I don't know. Yeah, it might as well be seven. But anyway, I thought that'd be a really cool series to have of yep. mugs. So would be get on it, Disney. Get on it. Make these wishes come yeah. true. Hey, I thought about you uh, this weekend. Calls it World of Disney. Was it World of Disney? Yeah, I saw a set. Oh, was it the Empo- was at the Emporium? I saw a set of um, the shot glasses, and you know, and you've got the set that you have right with the different park icons I do. on them. And I bought a set at Disneyland that is identical except there are two mugs per park because there are only two parks in Disneyland. Two mugs? Two shot glasses? Shot glasses, yeah. Shot glasses, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I mean shot glasses. And these were a little... I know, I think of the ones you have, these are a little simpler, the icons are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed, I don't know how new these are or if they're planning for the future, what is the icon on your the one for Hollywood Studios? I was just I was just about to say I think I know where you're going. I think I saw a picture of these. Is it um, the Earful Tower with like a film strip wrapped around? Yes, it, it is. But what's the one on yours? On mine, hat? it's still the hat. Which means ah. in a year, this is going to be worth so much money. Yeah, <laughs> people will buy that on eBay just to break it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I I love those shot glasses. I put Q-tips in them, and they are on my bathroom sink. And I'm the tacky one. <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to do with them? I think you know what shot glasses are for. I could do like a little Mountain Dew flight with yeah. my four shot glasses. You have yeah, like the, the regular, the diet, the Code Baja. red. Code yeah, red, code exactly. Red. I will do there that and I will Instagram the entire process. So. No, I have like a, a set too. I don't use them for anything. They're sitting on my counter, but they're attraction posters from the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I love them. That's cool. All right. Well, now we have received gifts, and we're going to keep receiving gifts, but this time from each other. And we'll, we can go the opposite order if you want. So I'll start. And what we've done is we've we've chosen to give or take away something to or from the parks that will really make the other two happy. We hope, at least that that's my hope. This is a genuine gift to each of you. And so I'll start with you, Matt. Open the gift, Matt. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of wrapping paper around this one, so. This is a big one, Matt, but I'm going to add an entire pavilion to, to World Showcase for just for you. Okay. And You've been a good boy this year. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And this probably isn't like your favorite country in the world, but I think you'll get it once I say it. And it's a Jamaica pavilion. Yes. So Y'all obviously done. the background music will be steel drums, calypso, yes. obviously reggae. I mean, come on, it's yep. Jamaica. So yep. all the island type music that I think you love. I love. We're going to add a restaurant, maybe table service, maybe quick service, not sure, but it's going to have like Caribbean like food. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a table service, but there will be like a walk-up window if you want. Yeah, there you go. There okay. You go. And you know, Caribbean food like the plantains and the jerk chicken jerk and chicken, black beans, and saltfish. That whatever you just said will be great. 
Um, maybe some I'm live... there right now in my mind. Oh, good, good. That's a yeah. good gift. Uh, maybe some live music every once in a while. Uh, there's a we Jeremy and I in Disneyland went to the quick service restaurant French Market and they had live music just outside. I can't think of a quick service restaurant that does that in Disney World, but anyway, mm. it's possible, so you can do it. And yeah. then I was thinking, okay, this needs something else. And my first thought was a cool runnings <laughs> ride, but I'm like, that's kind of tacky, like a bobsled roller coaster. And and the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, that kind of makes even more sense than a Frozen attraction because at least it's based on a true story, and Jamaica yeah, still constantly seriously. has a bobsled team. But no, yeah. I didn't go that route. Instead, it's going to be more subtle, and Jamaica is known for its coffee industry, so there's going to be, like, a walkthrough tour of how coffee is, you know, ground and roasted and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, a free... like that. Samples. A free taste test, exactly. This is a great gift. There's my new pavilion for Matthew. And also, you need a little kiosk that is a roll-your-own-joint kiosk. (laughs) And a just the kid caught fun stop activity. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, kids. We're going to teach you how to roll a joint. No, I love the cool runnings idea. And you're like a, yeah. on a bobsled through it. Yes. I'm, and, well, I'm and of course, the post attraction video would be a five minute video about the history of that real team. You know, yes. there you go. for educational purposes. And John Posted Candy. by John Candy, yes. Who's <laughs> doing we could just smart. we just put together clips from like Uncle Buck and all sorts of things. It'll make sense, I promise. Just piece it together, yeah. or the, we can find the main the not the main guy, but the funny guy. Was he Dougie Fresh or whatever? Dougie Doug or it's been a long time. Coach. You know, I've never seen that movie. <gasps> what? Wow. I mean, it's I'm been sorry. years, but I used to watch it a lot. Oh, well, it's on Netflix. It's too so- late. All I remember is when they were like, "Do you still have to go to the bathroom or whatever?" He said, "Too late." <laughs> but I don't know. When I was a kid, they used to make me laugh a lot. Anyway, all right, let's move on to Jeremy. Jeremy, for you, I'm sorry, I, it wasn't. It's not as elaborate. But this is an Adventureland, and I'm okay. going to take away something and add something. I oh. think you know what I'm going to take away. Yes, praise him. Yes, room. Yeah, you hate that thing, so I'm taking away Jose. No, no, I'm taking away Aladdin's flying carpet. So it's just going to be a glorious open walkway where you can see the tiki room. Every you can see everything. The citrus place. You'll just look around. And, what's it called? The citrus place. The citrus place. <laughs> With citrus swirl, sunshine terrace, sunshine, sunshine terrace. tree terrace. Yes. Anyway, you'll be able to see all that. Well, since we took something away, we need to add something. So either behind. Tiki Room, like kind of in between Tiki Room and that Tortuga Tavern. There's there's a little space back there. Yeah, where the like the pirate stage is at. Yeah, or even like even like between those buildings. I think it's just like trees and stuff. Okay. Or kind of okay. It's kind of hard to explain, but um, kind of back behind Swiss Tree Robinson. No, Swiss <laughs> Swiss Tree <laughs> Robinson. Swiss. Oh my gosh, what's it called? Swiss Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. (laughs) Anyway, kind of behind that, like even behind Crystal Palace a little bit, there's like a whole, I've looked at the map, there's a whole lot of land that's not being used. You could take a Jungle Cruise uh, on that same dock, you could take a boat that kind of looks like Jungle Cruise to this area, like it'd be a separate queue and everything. Okay, I'm with you, yeah, let's go. In one of those places, there's going to be a walk-through meet-and-greet. Where Ooh. one at a time you meet the three caballeros. Ah, yes, <laughs> because Woo. they're from jungle-like countries like Brazil and Mexico. <laughs> yes, so Donald is from a, a boat. <laughs> what? I don't know where Donald's from. 
Well, United States. Maybe Milwaukee. just two caballeros. But. No, I'm with that. You throw the three caballeros into Adventureland, I'm sold. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there First you go. Thing. That's my gift to you. Thank you. Good. Merry Christmas. And uh, do you have a gift receipt? Just ask. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> okay. Matt, you go ahead. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with uh, Derek. And Derek, you are... Um, you are so agreeable as a person oh boy. that I, I cannot think of. I mean, I'm being serious. I, I can't think. I can think of small things that really, really get on your nerves. But that wouldn't be a good gift because to me, that's they're, they're small things. So you mean to I take wanna, away? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd so, love to give um, you those things that drive you crazy, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to give you the gift of taking away those really small things that get on your nerves. Like but um, yeah, like the children in the parks. <laughs> Take them all away. Yeah. Um, no, but I was thinking of the thing that I think you most, maybe not most, you talk about a lot, and I'm with you on this. But like I said, you had me beat. Is small, unique food items throughout Walt Disney World that you know about and care about and would go to a park just to get. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to give you. Small, I'm going to say, let's just make it limited. And let's say one in each park. A small, um, or just say more smaller, quick service, counter service style restaurants that offer unique tapas, snack type food items that change seasonally. So you would have to say, ooh, I need to go in fall so I can have that. That's really good. And they do this some anyway. Uh, And good thing is, I think in the new Harambe Village that Animal Kingdom is uh, coming up with, I think there's going to be this sort of, this very sort of thing. You got food trucks at downtown Disney, so it'd be that same kind of idea. Small, yeah. smaller plates that that have unique and uh, seasonal food items. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. I couldn't think of anything else that would just make you just happy. No, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do when I go to any theme park, Disney or not, is go for the same old cheeseburger yeah. and fries. Yeah. Or... Unless it's at Pecos Bill. <laughs> sure. I'll sure. agree with Lou on that. They have the best cheeseburger. But I want to try snacks that are only available at Disney World, so... Yep. And there you go. So I hope that you enjoy that next I, year I when will. it actually happens. Oh, good. Yeah. Jeremy, for you, you're going to love this. Yes. I, I, I was thinking of all the, the plushes I could think of, Dolly Parton animatronics... Uh, that Mike Tyson guy you want in the energy ride. <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. uh, whatever. I understand this. Uh, <laughs> here's what I've come up with. And the thing is, I would take you to this because I would love it myself. Mm. A throwback Thursday dance party, block party kind of thing featuring the Disney afternoon lineup. Ooh, yes. A few times a year. Yes. Hollywood Studios. Let's let's locate it at Hollywood Studios. <laughs> let's say maybe it's a pass holder event. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. just a quarterly thing. Yeah. You know, like the Lord's Supper be quarterly because it's special, you know. Yes. Featuring music and remixes of the theme songs from all okay. the shows and the main that. theme song itself. And of course, meet and greets with all the favorite characters, Darkwing Duck, Scrooge Absolutely. and the Nephews, Gummy Gotta Bears. My Instagram, absolutely. Lou and Louie in their tailspin get up uh-huh. and exclusive merchandise such Ooh. as plushes Ooh. and tacky mugs. Yeah. 
I don't like tacky mugs. Where did this rumor come from? And the Disney afternoon trash can. <laughs> yes. There <laughs> you yes. go. Well, okay. I'm not a huge fan of part of the dance parties. However, I was going to say I did not expect dance parties to come up. Well, in I was this thinking segment. like just block party, dance party, just a just a general Disney a, term for. If a, you go more more block party esque, I can get with. Like you just yeah. kind of are all hanging out. Maybe yeah. over in the animation courtyard, you know. Okay. Yeah, I can hang with that. There's Absolutely. so much to do. Getting ready just for you. Uh, this is my nightmare. I'm not going to that thing. My jam. That's my jam. Okay. Uh, well, now it's time to open the gifts to you two from me. And Derek, I'm going to jump off of Matthew's food thing, and I'm glad he didn't <laughs> steal mine. I like food. Since you live so far from Walt Disney World and you don't get to the parks, I know as much as you'd like, I'm going to bring some of the parks to you. And so a monthly subscription service uh, of like every month you are going to receive specific and unique food from Walt Disney World that you want to try delivered right to your front door. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's a really good idea. I want a Matterhorn macaroon at my doorstep right now. Yeah, I'm thinking like it may be like two or three um, desserts or, you know, just not whatever something special from the parks that's unique to the parks. Dole Whip. Mm, I don't know if that would would last in the... Dry ice. And you could even customize it if you wanted to. You could on their website. It might just be more fun if it's just a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. Just a real Uh, nice surprise. There you go. And that's the gift that lasts throughout the year. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. Yes. And for Matt, for you, I'm going to give you something Pirates-related. And I am going to give you the gift of the Pirates Dream Suite. Meaning, in the ride, we are going to put a Dream Suite that overlooks Ah. the attraction. One of the windows there and in the scene. And I'll let you pick the scene, whichever scene you'd like. Whether it be the fire scene at the end or the drowning uh, scene at the beginning. Or wherever. I want to be in that window where that other lady's popping out of all the time. Okay, you and her can... No, 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 Carlos! <laughs> you and so her can... can see the boat and the tower and the scenery. Yes, yeah. and so you're going to have your dream suite there. And at night, you'll be able to sit at the window and enjoy the attraction. And also, there's going to be a free costume in there as well that you can wear and peek out the window. So it looks like you're a part of the ride for people that are going through. Don't you know I would be doing that? Absolutely. And I would pretend like I'm an animatronic too. <laughs> and you like broke down halfway through. I'd be like, you better tell him he's going to drown you. <laughs> Frozen sucks. Yeah. Everybody would be like, what is that? What is that <laughs> well, you know, there are people that are convinced. I rode um, Pirates one time. And you know, like in the beginning scene, well, not the very beginning, but with the when you're in the cave scene with the uh, skeletons on the beach. Yeah. Yes. And the one skeleton's pinned to the wall there. And it's yeah. got the bird on top of his head, and the bird like turns. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh yes. This lady, all of a sudden, she screamed, "A real bird's in here!" Yeah. Like freaked out, and then people everybody was that, like, uh, "It's funny it's, when you hear conversations in which people, I think, honestly think that the Jack Sparrow, the first animatronic, is real." Yes, they think it's a real person in there. Yes, Those because are, I who would love spending eight hours a day peeking your head in and out of a barrel? Yeah, those are great. No, not the barrel one. The one that peeks by the clothes. Is there... Can I... Can I... Um, can Modify? I use... Well, do I have a bathroom in my dream suite? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a dream suite. You you be you be spending the night there and brushing your teeth. Sweet. And, yeah. If you can dream it, you can poo it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Walt said. Actually, yeah. I didn't know if I had to like go in a, a bucket and throw it out the window. You know, no, we're uh, just, just because we're in the seventeen hundreds doesn't mean we gotta live like that's it. That's a really big twist to the attraction. Like, that would be my animatronic loop. Here's my poo. <laughs> oh my! As you dump it out. <laughs> I definitely saw a theme to these gifts. Matt got the Caribbean. Jeremy oh, yeah. got characters. I got the gift of obesity, apparently. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> that one keeps on giving. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Feliz Navidad. When we come back, we're going to talk about Christmas at the parks. So stay tuned. <laughs> This week, my friends Matthew and Jeremy, who have the privilege of living in Florida, got to visit the parks. So I'm just going to let them talk about what they experienced, what they did, and any Christmas things they noticed. So Matt, why don't you tell us what you did at the parks this week? Yeah, so we took a group of kids to um, Night of Joy back in September. And apparently when you go as a leader and you take a group to that, they give you um, priority seating to a selected showing of the Candlelight Processional, which I didn't know until like the week before. But one of my leaders here where I work said, hey, you've got this. Why don't you go and we'll give you next Wednesday night off. And you can go and do that. So my wife and I uh, decided to go spend the day up at the parks and to take our newborn Anna for her very first trip to Walt Disney World. Ooh. So precious, so precious. So young. Yeah, five, five weeks. <laughs> First trip. Uh, <laughs> don't get Ebola. And so we went, Santa, hold her head up, please. Yeah. <laughs> Cradle so her we neck. we went up for, uh, well, for the Candlelight Processional, but I was kind of like, yeah, we can sneak over to the Magic Kingdom after, you know, they're open till 11. And so we got, we kind of got a good little roundabout of Epcot and Magic Kingdom at Christmas time. Um, first thing we did when we got there was uh, go to Epcot and check in and get all that stuff. And we didn't spend a lot of time in Future World. There's not a lot of Christmassy stuff going on in Future World anyway. I rode Test Track, whatever, 2.0, which is which is always good. And we went right over to World Showcase and spent most of the day walking around World Showcase, enjoying the holiday decorations, the, um, the various exhibits and small shows for holidays around the world. Mm. And uh, that was fun. Most notably... The mariachi band in Mexico was wonderful, and they were playing, um, you know, what else but Feliz Navidad, like, uh, on a continuous nonstop loop. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it was at the end of it. But everybody was dancing, and they had little, uh, like, little banners with the words on it, so everybody was kind of singing along, and it was fun, and it was fun. And they're always really good. If you never heard the mariachi band, you need to make mm-hmm. sure you go and, and hear them. They're not yeah. the typical out-of-tune, too-many-trumpets, that kind of stuff. It's very nice, and uh, harmonies are good. And so they are good. there during non-Christmas season as well. Non-Christian season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Non-Christmas yeah. season. They are there uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, then we ventured over to Norway. Uh, my wife loves school bread, which uh, Jeremy does too. Ooh, so we went, to, we went to get her some school bread, and yes. I tried uh, lefse for the first time, uh, which I've heard about. Lefse is like a... Very thin potato pancake. Very mm. similar to a flour tortilla, but it's... Well, it's got a potato consistency to it at, at points. 
on this they smear like butter and brown sugar and cinnamon. All right. And they roll it into this kind of long snack type thing, uh, long roll up. Think of it like a little flour tortilla roll oh. up, cinnamon and thing. But it's got, got a little a little Yuletide log from Norway. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was very good. I wish I would have gotten it heated. I, I didn't think to, to say yes when she asked, but it would have been much better with some kind of melty, buttery. Um, it was really good. And, of course, Jessica got the school bread. It's always good. Hmm. We tried to see. Um, I'm really hoping school bread will be my first monthly delivery, just FYI. Have you Absolutely. eaten school bread? No, I still haven't had oh, it. Oh, see, that's one of your things. I know. And I see pictures, and I'm just salivating instantly. Like, right now, just thinking about it, my mouth is watering. I know so. that Jeremy is a fan of the roast beef sandwich, and I'm sure it's good. But yes. when you go, maybe you should get two sandwiches. You should try the ham and apple, because I think that's a little more unique. It's two like sandwiches and school bread. I'm all over it. And lefse. And a big old German, German, Norwegian beverage of some type. Uh, Let's not mix our nations now. (laughs) Derek, when you come down in February, I'm going to go to Epcot just to get you a thing of school bread. I'm going to walk into... I totally will. I will walk into Epcot. You at Boardwalk and just go right over there. I can't. I don't have a ticket. Oh, you're not getting a ticket to Disney World. No. No. But I will go into Epcot, just walk to Norway, buy you school bread, and walk out. I will do that for you. I would love it. It It is totally worth it. As long as you're school buying bread. school bread, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I know I'll we've talked about it before, but... I mean, um, one for me, too. One of my favorite things about school bread is the consistency, because it really is bread-like. It's not mm. pastry-like. Hmm. But it's got a, you know, the custard inside. Anyway, it's wonderful. And the lefso was good, too. I was wanting something a little seasonal, you know, cinnamon. Yeah, for sure. We were trying to see their exhibit for holidays around the world, which is like, I don't know, Gustav, the Christmas... No, I have it right here. Like it's what is it called? Sigrid. 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 And the gnome. The gnome. The Hulinessa. Yes, Sigrid is the girl. And then oh. the, the Julie Nesson or Huli Nesson, however you say it, is yeah. the Christmas gnome. Okay. And this gnome is supposed to be... People... Norse myths are frightening to me because this is some little gnome that like hides in people's houses and in their barns. He and hides blesses. in the barn and they bang the floor kind of a thing. That's frightening. Like, <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas! They have no, some other it's little... supposed to scare the children into being good. Oh. They have some other little spirit that's supposed in the old, old Norse myth that's supposed to live in their house. That's like an old man. And he like lives under the stairs. And like, who... who? And these are like children's stories. <laughs> like, who tell these stories to their children? Some old hairy man living under your stairs. Hmm. Well, this... This little skit, though, that they put on Epcot, I didn't see it this year, but I've seen it in past years. It's really kind of funny. They do bring out some comedy. Oh, well, tell us about it because they kept canceling it. I don't know. Oh, I don't really? know if the, the little gnome was sick or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole uh, thing is like the girl Sigrid is supposed to come out and tell you about this <laughs> magical gnome, but she can't see the gnome, but the audience can. And so the gnome keeps like pausing the her, like be like, beep, you know, and she would pause and freeze and he would move her. And all of a sudden she'd come undone and be like, What's going on? You know, kind of thing. So it's got a little bit of comedy and uh, yeah. you know to it. It's a very fun. That show. sounds odd. Um, those Norwegians—they're so funny. No, listen. Well, all of these you can find on YouTube if you really want to see them. They're just type in Norway Epcot Christmas and it pops up. So right. we we were trying to to get in there and see that see it. And the guy was standing there. And he he said something to the extent of, "We're not showing it right now. I'm sorry. If anything changes, we'll let you know in the future shows." And we came back later in the day, and the same thing was happening. So I don't know. 
Well, this is definitely the hardest one to see because one, it's so crowded. This one really draws a lot of people to it. And two, they don't start it till like late in the day because they try to scatter them throughout the day so they'd all. It was like two fifteen. Yeah, the first show is two fifteen, and I'm like, by two fifteen, you know, I'm not near Norway. I usually start on that side and go yeah. to the other side. But anyways, um, China, I didn't, I didn't see what was going on. In okay, China. well, let me stop. The, let me stop you there because this was part of my thing. I love the holidays around the world, but this year I was disappointed because they changed. So many of them. And like last year, well, one of the ones they changed is Mexico, and I was very upset about that because even though they have the mariachi dancers and those are nice, they used to have the three wise men there. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, but I couldn't find anything about them. It was not – it's not there this year. They were just doing the mariachis? Yeah, just mariachis. So I was very disappointed by that one because the the three wise men was very – good in my opinion the costumes were very good and they did a nice little show and i didn't think it was that expensive to do to produce every year but anywho Mm -hmm. they got rid of that in china they got rid of it used to be the monkey king which is if you know about like they have the animals for every year and this and that and they every year even though it was not the year of the monkey he still kind of talks about his story and uh the legend behind him and it was always another fun show but this year they had the chinese lion dancers which we did not see them However, they are described as being the colorful Chinese lion dance brings good fortune and happiness to all during the Lunar New Year and Lantern Festival. So, I is was, this like the dragon thing where they get all up under it like a caterpillar? Is that what it is? I have no idea. I did not see it. I'm just reading from the Epcot. like the like the snake at Phantasmic. You know that kind of right, Chinese. That's what I was picturing. Yeah, the you know their music. That music is going. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, then, of course, in Norway is, like I said, we said Secret and the other thing. Um, and then which one did you end up seeing, Matt? Julie Nesson. Julie Nesson. I don't know. Uh, we walked through Africa. Obviously, nothing was happening there because right. it doesn't Children exist. banging on drums and people buying yeah. Coca-Cola. That's what happens. Um, Germany. I want to I spend some time on Germany because we stopped yes. here for a good, a lengthy amount of time. We and ended I up saw this eating, one as well. We ended up eating our late lunch here later in the day, so I'll just go ahead and talk about that. It's the first time I've ever eaten at um, Summerfest, the quick oh, yeah. service okay. uh, German restaurant. I actually had never, ever even thought about where it was in there. I'd always wondered, where are these people going? Where is the quick service? Because you see the line for the the beer and the pretzels outside, but I hadn't, and I'd seen the sign for Summerfest, but I was like, where is it? Mm-hmm. It's actually like inside the column of the like the little you know the inside part where the the, the famed um, ride was going to begin with the mural the entrance where you check to in beer garden yeah. yeah yeah just kind of like if you walk in and then immediately turn around kind of like doing about face in that column there's a little window column. and that's Summerfest column 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 <laughs> that's yeah, where it was I can't believe it's there either it's funny you say that because we ate at beer garden which I'll talk about in a few minutes but um, I, that was the first time I noticed the counter service right there as well and the space is maybe like ten by ten. Like, it is yeah. the smallest little... And it's a very busy uh, restaurant. Ridiculously obviously. busy. Huh. And, and there's, they like... would do something else in the in one of the shops and, and open, expand the restaurant. Yeah, because there's, like, five people trying to work in this little, like, mm-hmm. like I said, 10 by 10, 15 by 15 little uh, restaurant. And they're bumping into each other and all this. So, yeah, it's right there. So but you the, ate there? Yeah, we split... We just split um, one of the traditional Frankfurters. Jessica's not a big... She likes like hot dogs and she loves sauerkraut and that kind of taste, but like um, traditional sausages 
she can't really take, so we avoided the bratwurst, which I would have chosen. But I enjoyed the frankfurter as well, which is a little more sausagey than your typical hot dog, but still, you know, thin. It wouldn't have uh, scared off anybody that was nervous about it. So it was good. Uh, well, we stopped and watched the holiday around the world presentation at, at Germany, which you can Helga dialogue with me about, so I don't steal everything from you. Yes. Yeah, and her name is Helga, and uh, she was. Of course, it is. Yeah, and she was. Um, Obviously, I, I guess she would have been from Germany, for real, as everybody else is in there. Yeah, I don't see why not. I was joking with my wife, I, you know, because I know the German-ish myth about the Christmas tree, which is mm-hmm. it's kind of apocryphal, to say the least, uh, mythic, that Martin Luther, the reformer minister, was the one who invented it or brought it inside for the first time and made it a thing, put candles on it and said, this is a thing now. Uh, so I've heard that before, but I didn't expect Epcot to go there because it's, you know, it's kind of Martin Luther, religious, controversial figure. But she said it like, here's the Christmas tree, and many believe that the Christmas tree started with a minister named Martin Luther. And I think, well, huh. well, shout out to the Reformation there. Yeah. And then, um, Jeremy, you can tell about the, the second part if you like. The- well, the second part is uh, she starts to talk about other traditions in Germany, of course, and one of them is being the Nutcracker. Which uh, is probably most known from the Nutcracker Nutcracker Suite. I can't wow. speak. <laughs> but um, anywho, and this is a spoiler if you don't want to know, but turn off your radio or whatever your listening device. But here it comes. Um, she has everybody close their eyes, and she wishes that the Nutcracker would be real. And so everybody has their clo- their eyes closed, and while they're doing that, a real life Nutcracker comes out and is there on the side of the stage when we open our eyes. And so it's a fun, unique picture opportunity because you see the Nutcrackers in the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, but they are not available for meet and greet. So this is an yeah. actual place that you can get your picture yeah. with one. Oh, I like and that. It was very crowded. Did you so yeah, do it? Day, obviously, it's but very no, popular no. and very fun because people, like I said, it's, it's a unique one where, oh, when else are you going to get your picture with a life-size Nutcracker? Yeah. And, they, and Germany was the first place I saw that had two dedicated like extra kiosks um, exhibiting um, things about Christmas in Germany and one I think was a glassware place right where they mission ornaments yeah in addition to the the crystal place that's always there this was over there where Helga was along yes. the back side of it yeah and they were making the glass ornaments yes he he will make a glass ornament for you right there there was a lot of clapping I, coming from over there so I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> well, I think, you know, he, he just got the fire and they're hammering oh, yeah. it. Thing. They would but, uh, start clapping. I don't know how much they cost, but it is kind of a fun thing if you're looking for something like that. Very unique, obviously, merchandise from, from Walt Disney World for Christmas. And then the other one was right beside Helga's little area, too. And this was like a holiday beer garden alcoholic beverage sampling from Germany, which we yeah. obviously did not sample. But they had like mold wine. They have that every year. And things like little, that. little shots, glass size of uh, sampling. So if that's your thing, you know, go enjoy that and, and have some of that. Uh, walk through Italy. We did not see what they were doing. It's like some okay. kind of Christmas mime something. No, no, that's something else. Every year in Italy, though, the main thing is um, La Bafana, who La Bafana is the Christmas witch. 
just real quick, she's a witch. The wise men come by her house and they say they're going to find the child. Do you want to go with us? She says no, and they leave. So she changes her mind. Well, by that point, it's too late. So the legend is she, every uh, year for the Epiphany, she goes around to all the homes in Italy and she leaves toys looking for the newborn Christ because oh. the one that she's looking for, it might be him. So she leaves all the toys. It's a nice little story. Which gospel is that in? Uh, <laughs> the gospel of uh, Pope John Paul II. <laughs> he was Very Italian, good. wasn't he? Yeah, oh, he's Polish. No, he's po- I meant, uh, I can't think of, a po- of an Italian <laughs> pope. I don't think there's been an Italian one in a long time. Pope Lorenzo. Uh, Lorenzo. Pope, yeah. pope Vito Corleone. Uh, the first uh the rest of epcot the rest of world showcase showcase, we really just walked through breezed through getting back to the baby center because baby was hungry and um so we didn't see a lot of other stuff going on the big highlight for us obviously was the candlelight processional which we 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 went to um that night and our narrator was edward james Olmos. hey that was my narrator too yeah he was doing for a couple Days most known, I guess, for Miami Vice. Uh, uh, I said show. most known as the father in the movie Selena. <laughs> That's the only thing I really knew. Well, you about. would, yes. But he was also on Battlestar Galactica, apparently. Oh, okay. I only know him from season six of Dexter. And, and Dexter, Dexter, they mentioned that. Oh, did they? Okay, wow. Matt, did he do this? This was my notice. He he made mention that he has done it for seventeen years now. He's been yeah. there a lot, mm-hmm. and he did a really good job because I have been there for like Trace Atkins, who is just like. And we're going to talk about the Christmas story. You know, very I would ignorant. love to see him do it. Oh, he's not ignorant. Oh, he's, he's not ignorant. ignorant. And abusive. Edward James almost... <laughs> I just get that Whoa. feeling. Like, he seems breaking like an news, abusive Breaking person. news. <laughs> abusive. TMZ here. That is not fact. That's just the vibe I get from him. Uh, well, Edward James almost... He very is very dramatic in his reading. Yeah. And he sounded to me like the guy who is does the movie voiceover. The movie trailers. trailers. Yes. At yes. the end. At the end yes. of every line, he did. He trailed off with that kind of dry. <laughs> because he'd be like, in a, or he'd be like, and they found him lying in a manger. That yes. kind of a thing. <laughs> yes. And I expected Coming, him to be like, in a world that yeah. a savior. There's a. Uh, <laughs> one baby would be <laughs> they did a savior. <laughs> there's a There's a Netflix movie called In a World. And oh, I read the description of it. it. Don't yeah, watch it. Really I haven't. I watched it. Jeremy, you good. watched it after I told I you 18 times how terrible it is? I was bored one night. I watched it. Oh. It's I never mentioned it. Because I always wonder about these the trailer people. <laughs> the trailer, trailer people. people. Yeah. The trailer <laughs> trash. Those white trash. <laughs> no, but there is another um, Netflix documentary, Matt, you need to watch called I Know That Voice. And it's about these character actors like Jim Cummings and all these people who do voiceover acting. Oh, I see. Yeah, fabulous. Very I good. Watch that. Well, Edward, uh, Mr. Almost, Senior, Senior Almost, did a fabulous <laughs> job. I thought uh, at the end of it, and he was very touching. You could tell that he w- he was um, involved emotionally in what was happening. You could see him singing along with the carols. He was wiping Aww. his eyes occasionally. You could tell he was he was into it. Yes, he um, genuinely wanted to be there, and that's yeah. The- and he thanked, you know, the Disney family and Walt Disney for instituting the candlelight processional uh, a long time ago at Disneyland, yes. uh, which has continued as a tradition, obviously there and here at Epcot. I was I was surprised, obviously, and I'm going to tie two things into this. Um, the very first thing we saw when we went to Epcot was the uh, 
joyful, the joyful noise. The joyful yeah. noise. Yes. The gospel. The gospel. Oh wait, celebration. they showed the movie with Dolly Parton. Yes, another Dolly Parton tie-in. I can't get enough. It wasn't called Joyful Noise. It's called Joyful. Yeah, it's Joyful. Yeah, you're right. Joyful, a gospel celebration yeah. of the season. It's right oh, there on the stage. Yeah, you got Dolly on the mind. He's trying to make a tie-in where there is none. I'm sorry, but it's on the stage <laughs> right behind the Fountain of Nations. So you yeah, cannot okay. miss it when you come in. Yeah. yeah. But it is black gospel singers singing what you would expect a typical, stereotypical black gospel choir kind okay. of thing to so sing. So I've seen was... Sister Act 2, so it's something like exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. Listen, you know that Mariah Carey song that's like, Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful song. not child. a Mariah Carey song. Yeah, she sings that. I know she sings it, but... It well, they sing, the, they sing the Mariah Carey version is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. And they get with it. And at one point, um, the guy puts on a white robe and dances yeah. around like he's the minister. Part. They've changed their show. Oh, did they? I didn't see it this year, but I saw it because last year. I've seen it on YouTube before, and I was expecting what they did then and the quality. So two things. I wanted to see it. So around 2.15 when um, the Christmas elf gnome troll thing was not <laughs> up happening, Jessica and I said, well, let's go back to that and watch it. And it was just starting as we were pulling in. And honest to God, it, it felt like we were pulling into like a church because <laughs> – we heard we heard the music start, you know, kind of da 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 da, and then this guy starts, "How y'all doing tonight or today or whatever?" He like, "We come here to lift up the name of Jesus." I was and I was, I was wow. so I was taken aback by how overtly, and this is where it ties into the candlelight processional. I am surprised and yes. kind of glad as as a, a believer myself that I was surprised at how overtly religious both things were. The first song they did was uh, a, a, like a contemporary Christian worship song called You Are Good. You know, yeah. Lord, you are good. Yeah, and, yeah. and they were doing that, like tearing it down. People in the audience were like dancing, lifting their hands, like clearly enjoying it like they were at church. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was so <laughs> surreal. I have a video of it on my phone. I can probably send the you. The first time I saw it, it, it was that exact same way. I was like... I, I thought it was like a weird – I'd entered into the Twilight Zone because, again, you don't expect – especially from a company like Disney that is very PC in so many ways. And they and have then, to be. Should and they be. have to be. You're right. But then you come to Epcot and you have the joyful celebration and the candlelight procession, uh, processional is all about the life of Christ. Like it and is – it, directly from the From the, the, the scripture. Bible. They yeah. read the scripture right there. You know, um, it, they don't give – It's you know, I was expecting Jingle Bells, you know, in a, in a sense. Yeah. But you don't get that. You're getting the – Now, the, to be fair, the joyful music program is mixed up with um, some, some old – some R&B and Motown kind of uh, secular Christmas songs like uh, – what is that song? Lots of mistletoe. Uh, That's all I know of it. <laughs> <laughs> well – I don't really know that. I fail at this game. You're going to do more. <laughs> anyway, so it was good. And the, the Candlelight Processional was uh, beautiful. They have a live orchestra, full live orchestra, multi, I don't know. It had to be a hundred some voice choir. Hmm. Um, oh, I, and I also, think it's closer to 400 voice choir. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because wow. you have, it was large. It's definitely large. And Matt, I know that your love for the choirs that look like Christmas trees I hate them. So but I wanted to get your opinion on the choir, Christmas tree, and the candlelight procession. This is different. The, the thing I hate is the the quote-unquote living Christmas trees in which typically churches have like a big fake 
Christmas tree they've constructed, and uh-huh. on the outside, like, has actual, like, fake, whatever, foliage attached to it. Ooh. And then the choir gets up and sits in there for their program. Okay. I so see. all you see is this fake Christmas tree and little human heads, like, bobbing around singing their Christmas cantata. <laughs> I think that's the most asinine thing I have ever seen. One of them. Yeah. Well, this that- not that. This was just a shape. And they were standing there singing. And it's like, the, this is different. I mean, I didn't see the Christmas Processional last year, but I've seen it every year before that I've been in Florida. And before, it used to be just like a triangle on the risers. And the choir wears the green robes and has the star over the top. This is the first year. I don't know if they did it last year as well, but they did. It almost looks like a, a cake design yeah, where you had the choir round. on different rounded and on different levels. I thought it looked a million times better. And it, it was just good. very good. I liked. I particularly liked the one lady on the very top that's the by very- herself, <laughs> and the she Christmas is like, star is like right above her head. She is the queen of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, and the stars there. When it gets bright, all you see is like her face in the darkness. Uh, it was beautiful, very nice. Uh, and, and when I say overtly religious, I don't mean that it's it's like preachy or anything for those that might not be There's of the no Christian persuasion. Yeah, they ain't Billy Graham Crusade or nothing, but it is from the scripture. Very family-friendly, just nice and warm and Christmas music. And one of my favorite parts were the herald trumpeters that play yes. really, really uh, the really um, high-pitched piccolo-type trumpets. The and they come out and – yeah, they come in and out during various songs and play like fanfares for the different – it, it is very nice. This sounds wonderful. I want to go. It is. My it, friend um, Mitch is the music director of a high school here in Nashville – who is going down, and they're going to be part of it Thursday night. They and do that. I had to hear all weekend, you know, him talking about the bus they're going to take and spending a day in the park. And I'm like, ah, I want to go, but yeah, yeah. And the songs again are very deep, and I love they end with the Hallelujah chorus, which yeah, and everybody stands classic. up. Yes, you can tell um, the people that are in the know. Everybody stands <laughs> up, and they're like, "What's what? What? Why are y'all standing up? Is um, it O? Well." Uh, let me continue just off of holidays around the world since you didn't see the rest of them. But in Japan, there's the little dr- uh, d- Dharma drum. Little no, but it's like in Japan, they ha- make a wish. And this is a really big cultural thing. I've seen it before. But you make a wish and you paint the eye in. And then when your wish comes true throughout the year, you paint the other eye in. Anyways, that's there and that's new. I mean, uh, continuous. Um, what is the winter holiday they celebrate in Japan? They don't. It's just for the new year. Uh, oh, Morocco has a new thing. There used to be a guy talking about uh, the Muslim tradition. Uh, I think it's Ramadan or no? Is that close to Christmas? It's Ramadan, but that falls at different times. Yeah, I don't think that's Christmas no. time. Well, he he would it talk about. Anyways, they have a new thing called uh, Morocco that's... Holiday Entertainment. Come take a journey through seasons of holidays in Morocco, where celebrations are the spice of life. So we did not see that, but that's available in France. For about is, 500 years, it would have been Christmas. Yeah, now it's not. Uh, Pierre Noel is in France. Another great one to see a classic. Uh, oh, this Canada- is a great story. This is a great story. Uh, we were pulling up, pulling up, like we were driving around the world. We, we were walking <laughs> honk, through, honk. and I saw a line. And um, oh, we really wanted to get our daughter Anna's like first Santa Claus picture at Disney World. In, yes. at, at Epcot with the very nice, like traditional, and to be honest with you, a little somber Santa Claus. But I think that was appropriate for the way he was. And then uh, the Mrs. Claus is there too. So uh, and the we American got that Pavilion. Picture. Yeah, the American Adventure Pavilion. We went over to France, and I was like, Pierre Noel, um, let's let's see if how long the line is for him. Whatever. We saw a line, 
And so I got in it, and just for a second, I was like, this is a really long line for this. And I, and I was going to just get a picture and whatever. And I thought, is this something there's a line for, or is that like a, an experience? And I looked around, and sure enough, it was Dadgum, Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. Uh, like, we're in the wrong thing. So is he a character that you meet, or is it a presentation? Well, no, he comes out and he does his presentation. But then they're usually, at the end, there's usually ten or so minutes of And of, this of is the, the French version of Father Christmas, correct? Yes, yes. And he talks about um, what does like he look how like? they have the... He's very skinny, but he wears a red uh, jacket with a longer white beard. Okay, yeah. And uh, But also in the American Pavilion, like you said, um, Santa and Mrs. Claus are there. You can also learn about Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa there, which we learned about. Uh, they always have a fun presentation for those mm-hmm. and the Voice of Liberty. But then in Canada, they used to have a Santa Claus look-alike that talked about tr- uh, traditions in Canada. He was like a lumberjack kind of a thing. But they got rid of him Imagine this year. That. They cut but, him in half, the lumberjack show. <laughs> no, he <laughs> Actually, really he's good. running the lumberjack show. <laughs> yeah. No, the lumberjacks are on sabbatical. They are no longer there for the time. Right now, in, for Canada, it's called the Canadian Holiday Voyagers. Whatever that means. Um, Explore holiday customs from the various regions of Canada on a musical tour of the Great White North. I've heard really good things about them so far. Oh, really? I didn't see them. I've seen several tweets praising them. The highlight of the holidays around the world. I see it every year I'm there. It's You cannot miss. Is it in the United Kingdom? It's in the United Kingdom, and it is Father Christmas. And he is the best. He is just so jolly and joyful and wonderful and i'm gonna put the youtube video of him in the show notes because it is so good he wears the green jacket with the holly wreath and the the mistletoe staff yes to an extent and uh but his presentation is just wonderful and uh so we got to see him and uh and and the british and the english tradition of father christmas is is he the same person as santa claus saint nicholas or is it a different Thing no, altogether. I believe he is. I think he's. It's the same because he looks okay. just like Santa as well, and he has the same. If we idea. were being geographically correct, the most authentic Santa Claus would be in Morocco. Well, that is true. That is where Saint, Saint Nicholas, Nicholas was. from Turkey. Yeah, but it's close. Uh, yeah, but Morocco is all the way on the other side of North Africa. The other side. It's close to France. It's Arabic slash Mediterranean. Okay, Turkey, right, Morocco, it. foods very similar. Santa Claus is very similar. Okay. Well, all that to say, I was pleased this year with the offerings um, that they had. I wish that they wouldn't have changed some of the ones that you know were really good last year and the years before. But as long as they keep some of the classics like Father Christmas and La Bafana, I think holidays around the world is definitely something people should check out when they are there. Mm-hmm. We did the candlelight processional di- uh, dining package, mm. um, yeah. which is a meal in one of the restaurants, and then you get priority seating. We and did how it much for that lunch. is. Well, that's what I'm going to say. We did it for lunch, which is uh, instead of the dinner package. The dinner package costs more, but the lunch package is cheaper, and you see the 5 o'clock show instead of the later shows, which we wanted to because we were going over to Magic Kingdom. But all that to say, we ate at the beer garden, which I'd been to before, and the people I was with, Eddie and Michelle, their listeners, shout out, and uh, their boys had never been there. They loved it and enjoyed it. it. Total, our cost was like $37 per person. Which oh. a normal lunch buffet is like twenty five, twenty six dollars. Yeah, that's so, like the dinner buffet price. Yeah, it, it's the same price as the dinner buffet, exactly. And then, so you get the priority seating, which is so worth it. You want it? I didn't realize this. 
Because yes. the last time I was there was a long time ago. So the priority seating was like, what, $13 extra? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like, like the cost of a movie nowadays, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It's and worth you, it because people lined up down the lagoon. I bet. And I, I think Disney is trying to get everybody to do this dining package thing. Well, sure. Because by the time we all got into there, the dining uh, package line, the place was more than halfway filled up. I mean, it was it was amazing how many people were in the dining package plan. I was like, I don't know how many people in the standby line are going to be able to come in. And I would have been very upset if I was in the standby line and wasn't able to get in. Of course, yeah. it, was, it was just the first show. But um, definitely worth the expense. You get a great meal, and you get the priority seating. Totally worth it. Hmm. Yeah. And we saw the 645 show, and I think that I would be partial to seeing it. And I know at 5 o'clock it's starting to get dusky. Yes, it was not I think completely I'm, dark. I think I'm partial. I would be partial to seeing it in the in the dark. Huh? Yeah, it's a little I'm more sure. magical. Yeah, it is. And very candlelighty. It was quite cold this night that I went. And I know probably oh, your night too. But it was my gosh. We could see our breath in the parks. Surreal. It was like in the yeah. 40s when we were at Mickey's Very Merry. And I know we're Floridians, but that was so cold. Well, speaking of Mar- Very Merry, let's go over to Magic Kingdom. Why don't you talk about that? I uh, I try to do very merry. Actually, I do very merry every year. This was my sixth year since very I lived merry. in Florida, and uh, like I said, I was with some friends from here in Miami, uh, Eddie and Michelle, and their two boys, Jonah Holla. and uh, And then we met some friends from Lake Butler and a couple of friends from Jacksonville. So we had a large group there. Good Lord, <laughs> I always try to go though no later than like December fifteenth because that's when the oh. holiday rush really yeah. comes. So I always try to hit it between December first, December fifteenth. And in previous years, the party has always been very light and enjoyable. This year, it was ridiculously crowded when huh. we got in there. I mean, there were more people in that party than I've seen probably combined in all the other parties I've been to. Okay, not so you that think they're selling more tickets. I think they're selling more tickets, and oh, I think. No. It's bringing more people out for the next reason I'm going to say, and that is Frozen. we had to see the Frozen stage. Ah, yeah. Now, they do this only twice, which they do it at 6 p.m., which is before the party even starts. Yeah, So you true. still have regular uh, day guests in, and then they do it at 8, 8.15, 8, 7.45. I think it's going to say it's like 8 o'clock, right there. It's kind of within the first hour. Or so of the party starting so we get in and the first thing we did was we went to ride uh, jingle cruise which is enjoyable you know and a lot of fun and we said oh we need to go let's see the party uh, the the stage show so we head to the hub unbelievably packed like yeah. i in a way i have terrible. never seen before it was terrible so we are all the way back um kind of behind the partner statue we're that far back. We can't even see her to the side of it. We can't, you know, we're not close at all. But I'm like, well, I just want to see it to say I've seen it. And, you know, it comes out and it's nothing really special. You know, it's just the characters and she makes the castle light up and everybody cheers. Thankfully, it's only like 10 minutes long. But here's my thing. If this thing is so pop- popular, why is Disney not doing it more than once per night? I mean, they could or Why probably- don't they have like that? Why don't they just change the stage show for the Christmas party to that? <laughs> I was under the impression that they did. That's what I genuinely thought. But they didn't. You're right. They only do this twice. They're still doing the Mickey's thing. With and the they're doing and the Mickey that. thing. I would have preferred that they canceled the Mickey um, Fab Five show and just well, they did could the incorporate thing. all of them. Oh, exactly. And That'd do be it fun. five like the times time a show has the princesses. You know. Yes. Do it five times a night. To what it looked like to me was this is just something that was added on last minute. Oh yeah. 
just to make the party, you know, add Frozen to the party. To well, bring... that is everything Frozen so far. Well, you, your lips to God's ears. But uh, <laughs> so we uh, heard it, we, you know, and it was nice. And here's the here's my little rant. We were going to go to Winnie the Pooh after this uh, show because Eddie and Michelle had never been on Winnie the Pooh. We wanted to ride Winnie the Pooh. So I'm trying to get through this crowd. They were not letting people – you know how you have from the hub the, the path to Liberty Square? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. They were not letting people out or in oh, no. through that path. And I'm like, you have – we were literally crammed tighter than I've ever been crammed at a park before oh, no. trying to get through. And people are trying to get to this walkway because the Adventureland one was crowded and people are trying to get out towards Liberty Square. And they weren't letting people out. And I told the lady, I'm like – I understand not letting people in this way, but there's no reason why you should not be letting people out this way because it is so uh, cramped. So we had to turn around. We ended up getting separated. It was drama. But um, just Disney, I don't know why they were doing that, not letting people out. I did not go for – I didn't go for the party. We went through for the regular park hours. It closed at 11 that night. But as we were – and that's the end of my report because we really went to the Magic Kingdom basically to ride Pirates eat at Pecos Bill and then we turned around and left just because it was getting late and cold and we had the baby and sure. um, but we noticed leaving I don't know if it's the construction on the hub it's making it more insane but it doesn't seem like it would be making it insane because the construction's happening where nobody walked anyway like the pond area and stuff so oh, I don't know okay. if that's making it any crazier I wanted to ask about that because pictures I saw of construction look a hot mess, but no one's really talking about it adding traffic or anything. No, and though that's all like where, like you said, where the water's at and it's where okay. the grass is. And the pictures that you see, like you don't see that on as a normal guest. Well, like sure, somebody like, high walls around high walls. Somebody, somebody they're basically just adding pathway and standing room to where there was scenery before. Right. But Which this is absolutely night, absolutely needed. Yeah, absolutely. But it was insane trying to just get out of the park just from Adventureland. Uh-huh. Every, it was like wall-to-wall people, and they were using both of those very unfortunate extra exits. I've, I've been down the one behind Main Street on the Tomorrowland side, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like it's just past the Plaza Restaurant, and before the restrooms, there's a little cast member door that uh-huh. takes you behind the scenes, like behind Main Street for like cast member parking. They were exiting people down there before. Mm-hmm. This time they had all three lanes open, regular Main Street and then behind Main Street on both sides. Wow. And if you're familiar with the area over there behind Casey's where First Aid and the Baby Care Center is, mm-hmm. that just a li- it's a little tiny area. They were herding people out of that exit, and it was just like nobody was moving. Wow. I mean, yeah, you're talking it- about a bottleneck. You're talking about thousands of people filing into two single-file lines. Yeah. <laughs> and another problem was – for this frozen stage show is the the first parade is not too long after it this show ends so people were just camping out where they were standing for the parade so then you're trying to get through the crowd of people standing as well it was really dramatic and that was really my only complaint for the night because i think there's just a better way of doing that but maybe next year i'm sure frozen will not be going anywhere in the next year and they will be there for that well let me ask this what the people who who were with you who had never been to the party before what were their favorite things um well we went and we did winnie the pooh and uh they enjoyed that schnitzel and noodles (laughs) and girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes yes and then we made our way back to main street for 
the parade viewing, which I want to give a shout out to Disney that they finally have figured out how to handle Main Street during uh, – or not parade, firework, during fireworks. And I don't know if you've been there before where they would try to have a path down Main Street for people trying to exit or walk and then people would be on the sidewalks and some would be in the street. Well, this time they had everybody in the street and they kept the sidewalks clear I mean, like, for duh. people to walk. It Seriously. makes perfect sense and it works so wonderfully. Hey, they do special fireworks for the Very Merry Christmas Party? Yes, they are perimeter fireworks and it's special Christmas music. And What's uh, it called, the show? I think it's just called Holiday Wishes, if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken. See, I was we we didn't get to the hub for or anywhere near Main Street for the fireworks, but as we were coming out of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, we were in the courtyard there, and the fireworks were going off. You could see them, so we stood and watched them, took some pictures with the baby. It was nice, but I thought there was going to be um, a holiday finale on it, and there wasn't. So I was, no. expect- I said no. they're probably doing that for the party only. Yeah, they only do it for the party, and then when the party's in, like the week of Christmas, they show that every night, the holiday wishes. That's right. Um, oh, that's, that's good. During that. But anyway, so we saw the fire. Uh, we saw the, the projection, which is just the normal projection with the added Christmas ending, which, you know, it's the same every year. Um, and people, of course, like that. And then we saw holiday wishes, which is wonderful. And then uh, after that, I believe we, we just kind of stuck around for the second parade on Main Street. Uh, which was nice because we were pretty tired. We had started at 9 a.m. in Epcot, and by this time it was 10 o'clock at night. So we were uh, cold and tired, but sat on Main Street. Of course, the snow comes. And then my other least favorite thing showed up. I wasn't sure if it was going to be there this year, and that is the Kringle crew. Popped out of nowhere with their dancing and their giant snowballs that they're throwing into the crowd of people. And I sat there with my scowl the whole time. But thankfully... This year, the Kringle Crew, they only came out seriously for like one song, and they were gone. Wait, so what's the one Halloween called? The Creepy Crew, or yes. the Creeper Crew. Yeah. The Creeper Crew. Creepers. Yeah. Hey, so it's the same people, probably. It's absolutely the oh, same sure. people, the same dancing, the same ridiculousness. But they came out. Then, of course, we saw the... Disney um, is so relevant. Once Upon a Christmas Time uh, Parade, which is absolutely fabulous. But... Here's my other complaint. Okay, I have a few complaints. I, I realize I thought I only had a couple, but I have another. When the parade starts, it starts with Mickey and Minnie and Duffy on their float with a with a tree, and that's wonderful. And then after that comes a horse-drawn carriage. In previous years, it was uh, Daisy and Donald being uh-uh. pulled with a blanket and their winter clothes, and it was I know, you know who it is. Death to them. Now it's Anna and Elsa. Okay, that's fine. Then after that, what used to be – or there's like a little house with a chimney blowing smoke and it's cold. And on the front used to be Scrooge McDuck. They're just like the people in your high school who were just so popular and so nice that they were annoying. Yes. Now it's Olaf on the front of this house. Then the next float used to be a uh, – it looked like a ski resort lodge. And it was really – it's a huge float. And it had um, – Chippendale and it throwing snowballs out at the crowd and they could run around it was big enough they ran around in it and then anyways now it's Kristoff in oh, that yeah. so again I don't what is that I'm half saying, the parade that's what I'm saying I'm not saying that Frozen should not be in the parade yeah, but absolutely. why do they need three floats and especially this huge float why do they put just Kristoff on this gigantic float that you know you could have crammed all the characters on it together now to be fair didn't they change the name of the parade and add Frozen to it that so is you for the kind of knew it day. was coming no that is for the Christmas Day parade that's on TV 
Oh, that they've been taping the last yeah, week. This is so. still okay. the Once Upon a Christmas Time. Parade. Oh, forget I said they've already been taping it. No, that's live on Christmas Day. Don't <laughs> let me ruin it for you. No, it's it's taped. But um, you know, and and they didn't get rid of Chippendale, and and um, they did get rid of Scrooge. But they, you know, Donald and Daisy are still in it, just in other areas. But I'm like, why does Frozen need three floats in this parade? Yeah. Thankfully, it's a long parade. It's very very long uh, compared to the normal um, parade. So it's it's not like it's. Do these other characters appear elsewhere? Like, do they replace? Do they uh, displace Donald and Daisy and Chippendale? Yes, they they're in the other. They're in the oh, parade. Okay. They walk with the other characters. The only one that's not is Scrooge McDuck, which I'm really upset about. That but is he does. Blasphemy. He did not wait for it, but he does a meet and greet in Storybook Circus with Donald and Daisy. And uh, the if line they did wrong. Scrooge in his Christmas Carol getup, yes, that would be terrific. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, and let's not forget. This is the first time I've ever seen them. The wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Mickey's Christmas Carol shop windows at the Emporium. Yes, I was. I, I was. I could have stood there and looked at those all Very that Very nice. Long. Do they have moving pieces? Yes. Yeah, you like, know how they usually have the poke, the poke some harness, and the beating the beast and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but they were <laughs> old SNL, you know, joke for you. They uh, they um, replaced those with with scenes from Mickey's very nice. very elaborate, and they're moving and they're well well, well lit, very yes. well lit. They're beautiful. Um, so, anywho, the, but Once Upon a Christmas Parade is wonderful, absolutely fabulous, worth seeing. And then after that, we went and uh, did Enchanted Tales with Belle. Which was nice oh. to close the night. I hadn't done it since it opened, and again, the people I was with had not seen it before. And the mirror effect still holds up. It's still the best part of the whole <laughs> After show. After all these months. <laughs> but when you first walk in, I guess it's just having a lot of tourists over time. Bells needs some new air freshener because her castle or Beast Castle smell like armpit. It hey, well, you went bad. back in time to huh. before the Beast and Belle fell in love. You get that because it smells like a foot. Wait, the there. castle or the cottage? The the no the when you walk through the mirror into the room with the wardrobe, oh, I guess there's I gotcha. just not any gotcha. air circulation in there. And I, she uh, is oversized. She she is very busty for a wardrobe, mm. um, but <laughs> it's I guess it, it just smelled like a barn. I about I hate that show. That little presentation, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I I kind of like it. I, I like the charm. I, well, yeah, I like the charm of the setting and the different rooms. Love the mirror and all that stuff. But um, I thought it was just kind of kind of stupid. It, it does the presentation it, itself. Yes, I can see that. It needs a little tweaking because, especially like our bell was not very. I don't guess it had been a long day for Bell. She was not totally into it as much as I would have liked her to be. But uh, you know, it's a charming little show, and our beat. You know, usually if they can get a cute little kid to be the beast, it makes up for it. And so they did this time. I think but, we went. The girl was a beast, and it was kind of strange. Yeah, we had a girl Maurice, which I thought was a little awkward as well. But hey, Disney's very diversity. Whichever one you identify. That's right, and you have Jesus and Epcot, and cross dressing in Magic Kingdom. That's well, just well, what you got. <laughs> if we're talking about children, I've been around them enough to know that any gender can be a beast, oh. any age, gender, whatever. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. But um, very Merry Christmas party. If you are in Orlando and you have the opportunity to go, absolutely worth it. You get in. I've said this before. 
you get in with your ticket at 4 p.m., even though the party doesn't start till 7. So you can get from 4 to midnight in the park. And so if you don't do a park that day, it's nice to go that evening and get. you'll feel like you get your money's worth that way. Yeah. You also get free hot chocolate and cookies that's stationed all around the park. And uh, there's apple juice as well if you don't do hot chocolate. And it was cold enough. I've been in years where the hot chocolate, it's too warm for hot chocolate. This year was definitely a hot chocolate yeah. year because yeah, it yeah. was very cold. But the snow on Main Street and just the, the iced over castle and the giant Christmas tree. Oh, this was just, the first time I had seen the castle dream lights and I thought they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. That makes the, the price of admission worth it right yeah. there. And you could almost just sit on Main Street the whole time and just enjoy it. Well, that. now you get those things, the, at least the castle lights. Just to be, I know you know this, just to be clear to everybody. You can, the castle lights and everything are normal. Well, that is true, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean. It's it's just a special thing. So Yeah, well, you have Elsa to thank for those lights, so don't bash Frozen too hard on this podcast. Yeah, and when I said that earlier, I, I, I would imagine, in my mind, I would just separate the, the, the lighting of the castle show from the stage show. So the, the lighting of the castle show could still feature Anna and Elsa and that little abbreviated thing. But then, just so everybody's not crowded in to see them for just those two times, they could replace that other show with a Frozen Disney extravaganza thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want it to be just Frozen, but you can add Frozen in with the other princesses, like they do with the normal stage show yeah. or something to that effect. Yeah. I don't want to lose Mickey Mouse and Minnie and their Christmas stuff, but oh no, not at all. I mean, mix and mingle. Yeah, here's the Frozen people. They're here. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, thanks, guys, for that trip report. I uh, am not going to the parks this Christmas season, but you already make me feel like I need to go warm up some hot cocoa and open some gifts and put on my PJs and watch some Christmas movie. I don't know, but I'm feeling in the Christmas spirit for sure. Did you say and smell some feet? Smell some feet. At Bell's Enchanted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Part of the experience. Nothing gets me in the Christmas spirit more. All right. Well, I think I'm going to close it out here. So thanks, guys, for sharing that with us. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening because you do that so well. Uh, Be sure to follow us over on Twitter at mad underscore chatters. That's right. We put the underscore in because we are that cool. And be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do that. We would love to have a few more of those just so people can know who we are and we can get our name out there. Check us out at madchatters.net. Next week, we're going to do another Mad Q party. So if you have any what-if questions, some fun hypotheticals, please send us those and we'll answer them on air. Uh, Until then, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Yeah.